Hey everybody, welcome to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Nicholson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, my son, Mr. Brendan Nicholson. We cover matchups of the week, who starts and sits, games to watch, who's balling and who's falling, and a wave of Welcome to Cover 2. Yes, sir, we are back. We've turned years of family arguments about fantasy football into an actual podcast, and we definitely appreciate you listening in. Brenda, you want to say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. So we're wrapping up our pre-draft series. This is actually the third of three pre-draft episodes. In this segment, we'll focus more on kickers and team defenses. Uh, you can check back on some of our previous episodes for the rundown on quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and of course, tight ends. So me and Youngblood, we kind of took a little different uh, look at the kickers and tight ends. We just made a list of 10, our top 10 we made at the house. And we're going to go over those kickers and those defenses for you to kind of put together your draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so we broke it up. I have the odd numbers. And Youngblood has the, t- the even numbers. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So I got the first one. Let's go over defenses first. As far as defenses go, uh, the rankings I looked at, the number one defense for me would be the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're strong. They run the ball a lot. You know, their defense is not on the field a whole bunch because their offense keeps the ball. I guess from a fantasy perspective, I like that. I mean, your defensive points, your defense's numbers are going to be greater the, the lower the number of plays that they see. So the Ravens definitely fit that mold. Um, they had a strong defense last year. And they signed Calais Campbell, who is an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he's gone, he's got sacks. Yeah. So their defense should be tough. So I would say the Ravens are number one. Who you got at number two? Um, I have the 49ers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. the 49ers, they, they had a solid defense last year. Right. They, tra- they traded DeForest Buckner, but they drafted Javon Kinlaw. So it's kind of it's kind of an even trade out. Yeah, without a doubt. So that dude, man... Javon Kinlaw, do some do some homework on his story. That dude, I mean, a lot of people, they talk about homelessness, but the the type of homelessness he describes in his upbringing, man, you, there's no way you can't root for that dude. It's, it's an incredible story to go from mm-hmm. where he came from to make it to the NFL. It's pretty impressive. You, you got to root for him. So hopefully it goes well. But I, I like that one at number two. Um, number three, for me, I put the Bills defense. Um Okay. Another strong defense. They have a lot of playmakers on defense, and they are they are tough and quick. Mm. I think in the offseason, they signed Josh Norman to play opposite of Tredavious White. Mm. And Tredavious White is a blanket. I mean, he can cover anybody, anywhere. He is tough. So their back end should be nice. And then Tremaine Edmonds, the middle linebacker, he runs sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. Just about, about as, any, as good as any linebacker in the NFL. So their defense is tough. Yeah. Um, they got a good running game on offense, so their offense is going to keep the ball. Mm-hmm. I like I like Buffalo's defense, especially when you, that, you you get to that point in the fantasy season where the weather is cold. Yeah, you're playing in that snow and that cold weather. It's not going to be a whole lot of points. So, combine that with their playmakers and that cold weather advantage. I like the Bills at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for me, I had on um, the Vikings up next. Oh, okay, okay. The Vikings like. They've always had a good defense. Mm-hmm. They lost. They lost some pieces, but playmakers are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Xavier Rhodes. Nah, he left. He gone. Yeah, uh, Xavier Rhodes left. Never mind. 
Yeah, but yeah, so Xavier Rose left, but they do have a playmaker from Richmond in the back end back there, Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris. Yeah, went to Bird. He was at Meadowbrook for a little while, you know. They he changed, was? yeah, they changed the district, and he went to Bird after they redistricted the uh, the zones in Chesterfield. Hmm. Yeah, nice fact. Okay, <laughs> Vike is at number four. Uh, number five, I have the Steelers defense. Like the Steelers defense. I think I think the Steelers defense, I think they have that that's that typical three four that they always like to have, strong linebackers. And uh that trade they had with where they got Minka Fitzpatrick from yeah, last he year. Came, he came in clutch for them last Dude, year. He, he, he changed, yeah. He was doing work. Yeah, he changed their whole defense. I think that's even gonna be better this year because um I think Devin Bush is a middle linebacker from Mich- Michigan. They have him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that 3-4 is going to be nice. So I, I like the Steelers' defense. And they run the ball a lot as well. So they their time of possession on offense is good. Yeah. Defense won't see a lot of plays. So I got Steelers at number five. Mm-hmm. So who you at at six? Um, I had the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah. The, Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense, it's not, it's not the best in the world, but their offense makes up for it. I, I agree. Their offense. Yeah. It's going to be distributed amount of time about how much time they both gonna be on the field. Yeah. Cause the Chiefs can score quick. Right. And then that means their defense is gonna have to come back on the field. Yeah. But we don't know if the defense is strong enough to stop people from getting points on them. Yeah, no doubt. We talked a little bit about this at the house. The Chiefs, like you said, their offense helps their defense, but sometimes they're so quick strike that their defense sees a lot of plays. So it's gonna be up and down. I mean, we have them at six. You would think the Super Bowl champions defense would be a lot higher, but yeah. with that quick strike offense and that capability at times, I think it pushes them down a little bit because they'll see more plays from game to game. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven was a little bit of a, not, not not much of a stretch, but I think something as we talked through it, I was like, I think they're going to be all right. Uh, that's the Packers defense at number seven. Packers. Yeah. Okay. Super young last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed a couple of free agents on the D-line and also at the linebacking spot. That kind of helped them out. But their back end was young. And towards the end of the season, those dudes kind of grew up a lot. So I think their Packers defense is going to take a major leap and be a big factor in fantasy this year. Yeah. Um, for me, up next, I had um, the Saints. Ah, okay. Okay. I yeah, like the Saints. They um they recently took my boy Michael Jenkins back. Oh, that's right. They stole him from the Eagles. Yep. Oh. And recently they just you all right. You okay with that? You good? Nah, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I'm a little hurt. <laughs> but um, and they also just re-signed another Eagle, Nigel Bradham. Oh wow. Yeah. So they got. So they're the New yeah Orleans. they they stole a couple Eagles. The New Orleans Eagles is what. Yeah. They okay. They knew what they was doing with that one. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Okay. You good on number eight, the Saints? Yeah, I, I, I'm confident. Michael Jenkins is getting old, but he 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 a heavy hitter. Ask right. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Still going back to that hit in the Super Bowl. <laughs> You're terrible. Nah, that's good stuff. All right, so at number nine, I got the Colts defense. Okay. I think, again, uh, their, their offense is going to kind of step up a little bit. I think their offense is going to be much improved. More ball control, sustained drives. That's going to help their defense out. So I have them at the nine spot. They were nowhere near that in fantasy rankings last year, but I'm kind of throwing in a wild card just to mix something up a little bit. I think their defense is going to benefit from their improved offense and be at number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Who we got at number 10? What's going on at number 10? I had to put my boys on there. <laughs> I, I won't going to leave them out. <laughs> okay. The, I'm with you. I'm with the, you. The Eagles just going to do their thing as usual. Right. The, um. 
yeah, like I said, we got rid of Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham. Right. But we re- we got Darius Slay. Uh-huh. We signed um Javon Javon Hargrave. Right. And you it's hard to double team him and Fletcher Cox at the same time. So that's a great point. It's just a lot of it's gonna be a lot of single cover people out there. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Now, I was checking, I was doing some checking. We were putting this together. They said Darius Slay is doing work. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> they say he's doing work. He's getting positive reviews from even the all guys on offense. He is, he's killing it. Oh, so yeah. I can't argue with that, uh, the Eagles being at number 10. I like it. I like it. So, um, yeah, they say Slay is doing his thing. Yeah, so that's I a, know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So those are our top 10 defenses. You want to skip down to the kickers? Yeah, yeah. Let's, you want to stay even and odd? Yeah, yeah, even odd's fine. All right, cool. All right, so I have the first one. I got... Uh, Harrison Bucker from the Chiefs. Ah, uh, yeah. He's just uh, all day. They score, <laughs> yeah. and then they score all day. He's going. Get, he's going to get field goals and extra points every week. Yeah, it's, it's just what it is. Dude, I feel like it's guaranteed for them to get past the fifty yard line. Yeah, that's a offense. good point. That's a good point. They're going to be there on every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harrison Bucker is number one. Um, for me, I had the Saints. About around around the same reason. It's hard to stop them on offense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard to stop them. And, it, and it, even if you do, at the 40-yard line, they're kicking a the field goal. Right. And um, you're going to get a good amount of points for that. Right. Who's the, uh, the Saints kicker? Who's, who's the name? Will Lutz, I'm sorry. Are you good? Uh, Will Lutz. All Will right. Lutz. So he would be the second kicker off the board. The third kicker, uh, since I have the odd numbers, Justin Tucker. The Justin Ravens. Tucker. That's my dude. Yeah, it's just hard to not put him. I think uh, Lutz and Bucker are... are a little bit, a little ahead, ahead of him. So, mm-hmm. but but Tucker's nice. Yeah, Tucker's real yeah, just nice. Tucker, nice. He sees a lot of uh, attempts because they're always on their side of the field. Mm-hmm. Good, accurate kicker can kick from distance. So, uh, yeah, J- Justin Tucker would be a strong three. Strong mm-hmm. three. Uh, um, I had Robbie Gold at um from the 49ers. My number four. Yeah, he okay. um. To be honest, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to stop him. You can't you can't stop him from going down the field. Right. It's hard to stop teams from going down the field nowadays. So, uh-huh. yeah, Rob, yeah, it's not it's not going to be hard for them to get down the field. I think he could I think he could kick a football pretty long. Yeah, he does have a strong leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does have a strong leg. You can't go wrong with the 49ers kicker cuz they're going to be they're going to be in scoring position a lot cuz their defense is going to get the ball. It's mm-hmm. funny how a lot of our kickers mirror the defensive ranking. Because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's special teams, kind of, they do work together. They work hand-in-hand. So, yeah, definitely Robbie Gold would be in the mix. Mm-hmm. I threw one in, man. At number five, it was uh, Greg Zuerlein. <sighs> Cowboys. Cowboys uh, kicker. Yeah. Don't hate. Don't don't give him that NFC East hate. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but Greg Zuerlein. The Zuerleg. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not going to say I can't see Dallas scoring a lot of touchdowns, but them field goals are going to come crucial Yeah, for them. He's got a strong leg. It's a bit of a chance. He, his accuracy has been down over the last two years. But I think uh, Dallas is counting on him to come through. He's going to see a lot of attempts. Dallas runs. They get the ball on the scoring side of the field a lot. So he's going to see a lot of opportunities. In the, the NFC East, they score a lot of points. Yeah. So I, I'm looking for him to have a top 10 kicker year. Who you got at number six? I had Dan Bailey from the Vikings. Okay. Dan Bailey, he he was on tar- he was always on target with his. Right. It was hard for him to miss those. Right. Um, he still got a strong leg. Like yeah. I said, accuracy is on point. 
Yeah. And it's the Vikings. Yeah. They they have a great, yeah, that's a great. They they have a good defense and offense. So right. that corresponds with the field goal. Kicker. Yeah, it's, it, they're a running team. So they, yeah, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Number seven, again, I threw one in. Um, Chris Boswell, kicker from the Steelers. Okay, okay. Yeah, they say the wind is kind of funny. or It's, it's either the wind or the turf conditions at Heinz Field where they play their home games. But, I mean, he, his stats stack up pretty good against some of the kickers from 2019. You do projections for 2020. So I stuck him at number seven. think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Ben's back. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know for how long, but we, if we assume that Ben plays the full season, Boswell should see more opportunities because Ben knows how to sling it. Yeah. So I threw him in at number seven. Yeah. Um, at number eight, I had Brandon McManus from the Broncos. Yep. Mainly because, like you said, like you said about the Vikings, they're a running team. Right. Philip Lindsay, he'll he'll get he'll get you some yards. You stop him on fourth down, they'll kick a field. I mean, stop him on third down, he'll kick a field goal. Right. He has a he has a good, he has a strong leg, accuracy on point. So yeah, I think Brandon McManus is good. Yeah, like I said, when we were putting this together at the house, man, Brandon McManus, he kicks at that high altitude. So that, that's got to add at least three to five yards on all of his, uh, on his leg, mm-hmm. or how long he can expect to kick the ball. So I like having Denver's kicker. I've only been able to draft Denver's kicker maybe once or twice in the 20 years I've been in our league. But I, I always look for him. and some, He'll always get plucked right before I'm able to pick him. But you, you really can't go wrong with Denver's kicker. That mm-hmm. high altitude, it helps out a lot. So, yeah. yeah, I like McManus at number eight. Um, my last uh, call is Matt Prater from the Lions at number nine. Strong leg. Those Detroit gets into a shootout every week. They, yeah. They have a tough time stopping people, and they try to score as many points as they can. Yeah, so those field goals are going to come yeah. up in clutch. Yeah, they translate to field goals, some extra points, depending on, you know, the matchup they have. So, yeah. Yep. And my last one, y'all thought I won't go add my boy on there. <laughs> Jake Elliott was going to be on there somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, my boy Jake Elliott, he he got a leg. Right. He He's on target, rookie year, hitting 61-yard field goals to end the game. Well, who did he kick that one against? The Giants. Oh, okay. That's cool. That was okay. a comeback game. <laughs> I remember that. Okay. But yeah, I, but yeah, that was my dude. Uh-huh. Rookie, yeah, rookie year, kicking long field goals, strong leg, accuracy's good. We just got to... We're doing we're doing good with that. We got to give them more chances to kick the field goal as well, right? Because you're starting to go for it on fourth down a lot too, right? Yeah, yeah. Your coach does go for it on fourth down a lot. Sometimes. Yeah, people was complaining. Oh yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, that's a killer. You just know your kicker's about to get some points from a field goal, and they decide to go for it. So that's got to be tough, like watching games as an Eagle fan and and also having a fantasy team. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind yeah, of sucks. That's the fantasy dilemma right there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Good stuff. So let's switch gears a little bit, man. So our league is really jumping off, and I think it's uh it's been a good change, something to prepare for. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a couple of meetings to kind mm-hmm. of get the league organized. Um, I think the league is adjusting to the fact that the pandemic is making us do things differently. We're actually going to draft remotely this year. Uh, as opposed to trying to get the guys together and something unfortunate happens. I'm not sure if I could live with that. So we're going to, we decided to do it remotely. Mm-hmm. Kind of okay. excited about that. Draft next week. When did you draft? And which number pick did you get? I got number six. You drafted six? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really like it. Man, I got 14. 
I, I'll, rather, I'll rather take 14 than number six. I'm the very last pick in the draft. Yeah, at least you get one back-to-back. I don't know about all that. that. That back-to-back stuff. I've always been at the top. I've been lucky. This year, so for everybody listening, we did something a little different this year. So we had a Zoom call where we all were on the Zoom call. And one of our team owners, he found like this uh, electronic, uh, I, I, almost like the simulation where you put the teams in and once you hit start, the simulation would push these football players across the screen. And wherever your football player finished, that's the draft spot you got. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they hit start, I was like, man, my guy's not moving. Just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> He's not moving. He's just sitting there. What's going on? So I was like looking. I was like, well, maybe I'll hit refresh. So I hit refresh, and then it finally starts moving. So to make a long story short, I got the 14th pick. and uh, You thought it was lagging a little not, bit? Yeah, I, I, I could have swore it was lagging. I thought maybe <laughs> you had cut the Wi-Fi off or something. But So I got to deal with it, and um, I'm, I'm adjusting my draft strategy. I'm a little nervous about it because I usually draft at the top. I've been lucky the last few years, but that bottom spot, it is a, it is a nice double punch. Getting those, It's a snake draft. So mm-hmm. it is good to get those two picks back to back. But I mean, if we start on Wednesday night, it might be Friday morning by the time I make my next pick. You got to <laughs> wait, man. It's just yeah, it's it, tough. So you kind of get out of the mix. Yeah. I mean, my my first three years, no, my first two years I've been in there, I draft, I draft last and I draft second to last. Now I'm drafting, now I'm drafting six. Right. I, I'll, I'll rather draft last, but I guess I got lucky with the number six. I got to pull somebody big out there. Out, out there. I have to. Yeah, you'll be all right. You normally draft pretty strong. You pulled out a couple picks that out. It kind of surprised me, but I think you'll be all right. Actually, let's go back, man, because I forgot to mention with the kickers and the defenses. I noticed like a lot of guys that I talk to in different leagues and around different areas, they kind of take a kind of relax a little bit after they pick all of their skill position players. but Oh, yeah, I do too. I mean, but you got to be careful because you don't want to shortchange your kicker and your defense. Those a, a, a strong kicking game and a strong defense can really make a good fantasy team a great team. You just, because those extra points help. Mm-hmm. And don't ever, to me, I think it's good fantasy advice when you manage your team is not to discount those two positions. And I know yeah. early on, like the first couple of years when I was in our league, I, I did the same thing. After I got all my skill position players, I was like, ah, okay, well, I'll get whatever kicker I can get and whatever defense. But I, I think you got to have that same intense mindset where you're going to get the best kicker based on matchup and the best defense you can get based on matchup that you can. So that'd be, that, that would be some of the advice I would give to either, you know, New fantasy, new fantasy teams getting started or guys that have been in league that kind of know what they're doing, but just kind of lose track of where they are on their position. So just good advice, you know, something we try to give in the se- in the segments on our, of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So just getting back into our draft, um, I think it'd be good to talk about how we're all trying to manage in the draft based on being socially distant because we're doing it totally different this year. Yeah. So we have to make sure that, you know, the Wi-Fi is working. We're all plugged in electronically and everything's a go. Because to me, I think it would be a very bad experience if you're about to draft and all of a sudden. No, yeah, the Wi-Fi turn up. Right, right. Yeah, you're going to be mad when they automatically pick somebody for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you better be on your toes because you know me, I'm old. I look for every advantage I can get. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, when, you be cheating. Yeah. So when you're about to pick, I'm going to turn the lights out or turn the Wi-Fi off or something. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm gonna do it on my phone. I got a little bit of data. You be, you better have backup because I'm gonna be out to get you. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely be out to get you. Um, how do you feel about not having any preseason games? Because the, the the preseason games, I would I would use those to help put my draft together for mm-hmm. sure. I that's why I don't I don't have a lot. I'm not gonna say I don't have any, but I don't have too much faith in some of the rookies now. Yeah, because we can't we can't see what they made of now. Right. College don't really mean nothing. Anybody could be good in college. Right, but when you get right. to the league, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a different whole different thing. thing. Yeah, that's a great point, man. I, I really paid close attention to the preseason games. To me, I kind of looked for a strategy to kind of make up for it. And really, the, the only thing I could really find to help me out was just the reports that different teams give on their training camp days, how things are going, who's mm-hmm. looking good, who's doing certain things, and who's struggling. So... Some teams have better website coverage than others. Um, I'll give your boys a plug. The Eagles have a very good internet staff, and they give you almost hourly updates to kind of let you know what's going on with the team. Um, the Jets do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs do well. Yeah. So, I mean, as drafters, the only thing we can do is to try to get clues based on how things are going in practice from day to day. So I would encourage our listening group to try to get online and check out some of the training day, training camp updates that they put out. And I think most teams know that fantasy is a big part of the NFL. Yeah. And they're trying to adapt and adjust and to include us in kind of what's going on and help us draft our teams. Um, mm-hmm. I bet some NFL players do fantasy. I don't think they're allowed to. They're not? Nah, because I, I, I know... I'm not sure. We can check, but I, I'm not sure if they're even allowed to. Because I, I, I just be seeing the commercials. My commercials, they be doing it. Oh. I'll have to check that out. That's a good question. I'm not real sure. I know a lot of the other professional sports, they're very, um, they're strict on how, on, on anything resembling gambling in any way. Uh, For, and rightfully so. I mean, fantasy is not necessarily gambling, but. I mean, they could do the free version. Yeah, that's true. Well, we can check it out. I'm not real sure. I'm not, I'm not sure how that would go over, but we'll check it out. We'll check it out. So based on where we are, how are you adjusting your strategy on when you're putting your team together this year, how are you looking at things a little di- a little bit different to kind of manage, you know, what we're going through with the pandemic and everything? Um, I don't know if I'm really changing up that much, really. Right. I, um, every time I, every time I draft, I usually have I usually have my first pick already on go. Right. Because usually my first pick, I know I'm going to pick somebody that no one else is going to think of. Okay. No one thought of picking Drew Brees in the first round. Yeah. I'll give you that. I noticed like when we were in the same when we were in the same room we were drafting, you had a couple of picks that were really good picks. I was like, man, I didn't think he would do that. But yeah, cause I know one year you picked Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, I picked Juju. And that was a good pick. That he he did work for you that year. So that's why I was asking that question, just to try to see how you would adjust your strategy. Cause I mean at your age, you know, you don't really Sometimes you don't really get in a situation where you're like, all right, I need to adjust. But it sounds like you clearly know that you need to adjust your strategy. You must you must have good parents. <laughs> They're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the biggest adjustment, like I said, I do alternative research. I can't rely on the preseason games. So I'm, I'm checking the internet every day for updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you made a great point. I'm really... I'm really struggling with getting over my bias towards rookies. I yeah. just, you know, it's just it's just hard for me to say, okay, I'm going to draft somebody that I've never seen play. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's hard. Yeah. And I think you made a great point. College and the pros are just totally different. 
the playbook is different. The responsibilities are different. One foot in instead of two feet. Right. It's just a lot going on. I mean, two feet instead of one. Yeah. So I think that's been the biggest adjustment for me. And then one of the other things that I'm thinking of is that I have, normally when we get to the draft, since we have 14 teams, I have a list of 14 players that I would want to look at. I might stretch my list out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the draft. I got a, it's been a while since I got a Super Bowl, so I got to try to catch Lamar. He's got four. Mm. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to four. Yeah. That's, that's also another thing I do. I usually have seven, I usually have seven quarterbacks each. Right. I have like, probably like four really good ones and three number two quarterbacks. Right. I mean, if the, if all my number one quarterbacks get took, it's not the end of the world because you technically only need two. Right. So I always had I always get that 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 killer quarterback. Right. And then around mid late rounds, I'll probably get a second one. I got you. But yeah, that that's how I usually draft. Like right now, I don't really have to focus about too much. Mm-hmm. I I cause actually I played it smart and I was one of the only people that did this, but I um I'm keeping it tight end so I don't have to waste the spot. Yeah. On the tight end. Yeah, that is an interesting strategy. And it, it, it seems like it's working for you too. I mean, because you have a good one. Yeah, I could I, yeah, I'll What's always his name keep again? him. What's his name again? You know what his name is. What's his name again? Zach Ertz. You oh, know what his yeah, name I forgot. is. I forgot. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Okay. You know what his name is. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that has been working for you. It's a good keeper. Um I mean, I mean, Julio been doing his work for you. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He's hanging in there. We're doing all right. We're doing all right with that one. Usually he get the usually he gets the most yards in the um usually gets the most yards in the um in the whole NFL, but you gotta scroll down a couple pages to see them touchdowns. <laughs> oh, that hurt. That, that, that was a low blow. That was a low, low, low blow. Yeah, I am looking forward to the draft. So we're drafting on Wednesday the twenty sixth at like seven o'clock. So I'm all set up. I think I'm gonna switch my deodorant this year. Try to cut down on the perspiration. And uh, <laughs> since I'll be at the house, I'm I'm not gonna have my first beer till after like the sixth round. So that way, it won't get all fuzzy for me. So mm-hmm. we'll see if those changes work for me. Actually, I'm gonna make a bold prediction this year Uh-oh. for this season. Bold prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not that bold. Oh, let's, not, let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, but you know, I am two and zero against you. Yeah, I'm gonna get another win. I, I think my first win. I think this is the year you get me something. I, I I feel it. It's just something in my stomach. If you, it's either that feeling or I got like an ulcer or something like that. But I feel like you're gonna get me this year. Uh, twenty uh, was it? Twenty twenty has been good for you so far. You turned eighteen. You got your own podcast. You rolling. So I think you're gonna get oh, me yeah. this year. Oh yeah. 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 So I I think I think you'll be two and one. Or I think or even better. What you beat me in a regular season. And then I'll beat you in the playoffs. That sounds even better. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I think I'll give you I'll give you the regular season win. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely coming back strong in the playoffs. The third time's sure. a charm. That's what I gotta say. Third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for some reason I think you're gonna get me. So look, let's let, let's let's check. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in some of the training camps. Uh, it's been a lot of training camp updates, mm-hmm. and I want to get your view on what's going on with some of these players, kind of what you think about something, a couple of these things to kind of pick your brain to get ready for the draft. Um, the first thing I wanted to run by you, a lot of the rookie running backs, we've been talking about rookies yeah. and how we want to shy away from them. But everything that I've been seeing is that the rookie running backs are rolling yeah. in training camps. I've seen, I've seen some of the things on, um, on Twitter, Instagram. I've seen videos of, I've right. seen running backs be doing them drills and they yeah. be putting that work. 
Yeah, but when you, you talk about names like Clyde Edwards Lair, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, AJ Dillon, and DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Yep. I um I heard that um DeAndre Swift been missing some practices. Yeah, well, they said that uh Carry On Johnson's been getting some days off too. And it mm-hmm. looks like it looks like Swift is gonna take that job. Yeah, I heard That's that he was ready to take number one. So, Detroit. so out of those dudes that we mentioned, who would be the who do, who do you think you would take if he were available of all of those? Mm, you made a good point about Edward Hilaire earlier. Right. But I would probably have to take DeAndre Swift. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I think if it if he got to me, and really he might in the first round, I would probably go with Edward Hilaire. Yeah. Only because, you know, that. I forget the guy's name, but he decided to opt out. He was a starter last year. I, I want to say his name. I want to guess it. I forget. I forget. I want, I want to say Damian Williams. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, it might be him. But any, whoever he is, I, I know he opted out. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a layer. I don't think there's much behind him, that Kansas City offense. I yeah. Mean, but it's the, the only thing that bothers me, and this is what I keep, I'm trying to get past, is the fact that you haven't seen those guys in we pass protection. We haven't seen them run. We, well, I think he could run, but oh. you haven't seen him in pass protection. You don't know how we're going to do up against a linebacker Man, running up oh, at I him. mean, you get Patrick Mahomes hit one good time, and you're not the starter anymore. Yeah. So I just, I worry about pass protection. I worry about that. Yeah, but, what if what if Aaron what if Aaron Donald get past one of them dudes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that running yeah. back going to do? Clip him? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. You, you can't give a guy that just got a 10-year contract. He can't take too many hits. That'll get you on the bench quick. So, yeah. But I think I would stick with Edward Zolaire. Um, But my instincts tell me that A.J. Dillon AJ is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They posted, somebody, one of the reporters at Green Bay posted a picture of him Talking about his physique, I think mm-hmm. he's like 6'1", 247. Mm. I mean, dude is huge. He a truck. <laughs> yeah. He a truck. He is a, yeah, he is a whole truck for sure. Mm-hmm. But something's telling me that Dylan's going to be a factor. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a factor, which is, you know, but I don't know. I, I, like I said, we got a couple more days before we draft. So I would, I'm would i going to stick with Edward Zolaire. I would mm-hmm. stick with Edward Zolaire. So a bit of unfortunate news. AJ Green tweaked his hamstring. Ah, AJ Green. I know. And it's funny because when we did the episode on wide receivers, I felt bad driving home. I was like, man, we didn't even talk about AJ Green. He's been that dude from day one. He's been, yeah. he always puts up numbers from a fantasy standpoint. So I felt bad that we left him out, but then did some research and I got home and he said he tweaked his hamstring. He hasn't been practicing much. I think they were supposed to have a scrimmage on Friday. He's already been ruled out of the scrimmage. Mm, for real? Yeah. Dang. So, so my, my question is, would you draft him? Oh, not even would you draft him, but is he if, draftable? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. But in the follow up, would you draft him, and when would you draft him? Ooh, um, yeah, I'll draft him. Okay, but I'll have to draft AJ Green a little late. Yeah, me too. May may I'm the injury is one thing, but I know I'm gonna be able to get him late. It's because nobody's really gonna. Yeah. Focus on AJ Green. Right. Most people, when they pick a team, yeah. their main, the main, the first thing that they usually pick up, they type in their name, next word, injuries. Yeah. They always look up the injuries after yeah. they always look up the injuries to see their past and how they did. Right. Like like Carson Wentz, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's it's hard to draft him. It is. It mm-hmm. is hard to draft him because you don't know when he's gonna play. Yeah. 
you might have to handcuff him and draft his backup. Yeah, yeah. And reports are Jalen Hurts is rolling too. Yeah, hey. Yeah, they, they, the Eagles, they said they got way more than what they bargained for with Jalen Hurts. Mm. So the, uh, it's funny you bring up that name. But back to AJ Green, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think <laughs> he clearly has wide receiver one or wide receiver two talent, but I would only draft him as my wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. It just seems, it sounds like his, you know, his body's starting to betray him a little bit. Yeah. Broken foot, tweaked hamstring. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old. Uh, he's, I mean, he's getting up there. He yeah. Is. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah. He's been in the league for a minute. So yeah, I, I think I might try to sneak him in late, but I definitely put him on my, uh, my, my, my sleeper sheet. Because <laughs> I, I do have a list of like sleeper players by position that could fall through the cracks. And usually I get one or two that kind of fall to me. Yeah. Nah, that's good stuff on AJ Green. You heard about your boys, right? The Eagles? <sighs> yeah, I've heard, I've, heard, I've, heard a, I've heard a little something, something. Yeah, so as, as, from a fantasy standpoint, again, they are a loaded team. They got tons of weapons. They score a lot of points. Everybody eats. But they got uh, a lot of injuries. Yeah, they, yeah, that was, yeah, that's a big butt right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they got a lot of injuries they're dealing with. They said Dallas Goddard, Miles yeah. Sanders on the offense, and even uh, Sidney Jones on the defense. Everybody's out. They're, they're just missing practices. So well, they, well, they, well, the thing with Dallas Goddard, with his right? thumb, they say he's going to be back next week. Okay, okay. Miles Sanders, on the other hand, they said... They they said he they didn't know if he was gonna play week one, but I mean, he's Miles Sanders. He's right. been, he's gonna play week one. Yeah. And the thing about Sidney Jones, we I'm not gonna say that he he's a big part of that defense, uh-huh. but at the moment, I don't think he's an I don't think he's definitely not the number one corner, and I don't even think he's a number two. Right. So I'm not gonna say we're not gonna miss him, but it's still it's still bad that we're gonna miss a corner. Right, yeah, t- good corners are hard to come by. So if you lose one that you're kind of counting on, that can really, mm-hmm. that can hurt your secondary, especially when he's playing opposite Darius Slay. Yeah, because you're going, you, he's going to see, th- he's going to see throws. He's going to see balls coming to his side because you're not going to throw over there where Darius Slay is. Yeah, it ain't. Nah, so hopefully he'll get healthy. Hopefully he'll get healthy. But I think just looking at draft and uh, what round you draft him in, do those injuries impact when Dallas Goddard or Miles Sanders will be drafted? No, if people actually watch the games, mm-hmm. you will understand those raw receiver tight end. I'm not raw receiver. Those um tight end screens that we do to Dallas Goddard uh-huh. get they they get a lot of yards, right? And on top of that, we get a point for reception for tight ends, right? The point them them the points just gonna add up. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious on that one because I think. Particularly with running backs, man. Running backs are so hard to come by mm-hmm. in fantasy, and then. You get Miles Sanders, and it's like, oh, he's going to miss two or three games. And I want to say his backup, Boston Scott, was yeah. nicked up too. But ba- 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 Boston, Boston Scott, he he fast. Right. He, but yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders, his um his drafting, mm-hmm. um like where he's going to get drafted, I don't even think he's going to get picked up this year. Really? Not really. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind getting him. But I can't. Right. Yeah. Two Phillies on the same team on yeah. the same draft. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be too loaded because when your bye week comes up, yeah. you're gonna be in trouble. I mean, I usually do still always get because every year I've been in, I had Zach Ertz in the Eagles defense. I mean, I've always had those two, but still, it's it's still. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's something to look at, particularly how we're managing our league now because we have unlimited free agent pickups per week. 
Mm-hmm. But when we changed it, you we used to cap it at like two. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the suggestion was put in a little while ago to make it unlimited, which was a great change for us. Yeah. And it's just going to so, be a little harder. I mean, so if you have the Eagles that score a bunch of points and then you have a bye week that comes up, you know, you may have to cut somebody, but you won't want to cut one of the Eagles players, but you may have to cut somebody or turn your roster over a little bit. Yeah. You manage your bye weeks a little differently if you have unlimited free agent pickups. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's really something to look at, particularly, I mean, what, what, the Eagles, because they, they score so many points. Yeah. And, you know, those NFC East games, man, they, they score so many points. Yeah. Every game is a They never shootout. blowouts. Yeah. It, it don't matter how good or bad these teams are. It's never blowouts. Yeah, it's like. 38, 35. Yeah, like 28, 24. Yeah, we make points. the giant, we make the giants look like the <laughs> we make the giants look like the Chiefs. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. High scoring games in the NFC East. You hear about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Nah, what happened? So they they pretty much said that he's the starter. In Miami? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah they pretty much say he's gonna he's gonna be the starter. Uh Tua Tonga Valoa is gonna be number, number two. two. Mm. Yeah. So I think Miami's building something special. I think I said that in one of the earlier episodes that we did. But their coach, that dude, what's his name? Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. He, that dude, he always looks like he can't find his wallet. Like he's always, <laughs> he like, always looking lost. <laughs> no, nah, like he's just mad. You know, like when you're looking for your wallet, or your keys, you're about to leave the house, you just get ticked off. Yeah, yeah, he always looks like that. But I think he's a great coach. I think he's building something really special down in Miami with the number of picks they have. Mm-hmm. And what they did in the draft this year. They're, I think they're headed towards challenging for that division. But uh, yeah, they say Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the guy. Yeah, you're missing a big part. What's that? Devontae Parker. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's got a receiver to throw to. We talked about him in our wide receiver segment. Mm-hmm. But, hey, that's a big dude. But that's the thing. So if Fitzpatrick has already been given the green light, does that change or improve his draft position? I mean, for me... I've always, sadly, mm-hmm. I've always been like looking at when he played us. Fun fact: he's actually undefeated against the Eagles. He, he, that dude was undefeated against a lot of teams, man. And he every game you see his stats go from four hundred yards to yeah. four touchdowns, and yeah. you're wondering like, Fitzpatrick. I'm with you because like the first four games of last season. He was averaging like 400 yards a game and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think he was like leading the league and passing. But when week five started. They put Jameis Winston in the game. Nah, nah. He was still with Miami. He was oh. still with Miami. Yeah. Oh, I was probably talking about the year before. Not the year before when he, yeah, you're right. When he beat Jameis out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He started off like game busters. He was rolling. And I, I kept track of that because, yeah, you're right. 2018, he kind of put Jameis on the bench and he was rolling. Then he hit a rough spot and they put Jameis back in. Then 2019, the first four games, he was killing it. Mm-hmm. Could not be stopped. And it's not like their schedule was like incredibly weak or they were playing poor competition. They were playing good teams, but I don't know, man. I just yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. The Eagles made them look like the 49ers. Yeah, no doubt. They, yeah, no doubt. That so, that um that punter catching the touchdown that made me that made me mad a little bit. Yeah, so I I think um with him, I think. I'd have to look at their schedule to see what the matchups are to see before I would say, okay, I'm going to commit to him as my QB one as my starter mm. just because of his history of kind of dropping off after the first quarter of the season. Yeah. But, you don't think uh, he's going to drop to your number two then? Depend on the matchups. I think, ah. 
I think the thing with Miami, as long as they're kind of mathematically in the hunt for their division title, he's yeah. going to play. Yeah. But as soon as they fall out of playoff contention, they're going to put Tonga Valoa in. Yeah, which, just to which get is smart. Reps. Right, right, right. So I, I think that's going to be kind of Miami's MO. And actually, I mean, with Brian Flores, like I said, I'm becoming a fan of his as well. I hope that they are in the playoff hunt. So that would mean Fitzpatrick would play for the majority of the season. So we'll see. I'd have to look at their schedule to see who they play and when they play them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if like during our fantasy playoffs weeks, like we, I would say, I think it's like 13, 14, and 15. If he yeah. has, if, if he has favorable matchups during those weeks, I might, I might not hesitate to snag him. Might not. I might take him. Might take him. Yeah, that's an, that's an, that's another thing to look out for. Y'all, y'all getting Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Y'all gonna have, y'all gonna have to get a good backup. I'm telling you, when they going, um, for when they when they not losing, they gonna be on the bench. They gonna be on the bench during their playoffs. Yeah. So y'all gonna have to get a nice little number two quarterback that's going. Yeah. Get you them points. Yeah, that's tough when they have that number one seed locked up and they mm-hmm. start sitting people. That's always tough. I, every fantasy owner hates that, but that's all a part of just planning your team and making sure you're doing the right thing. But you you make a great point. If you have a starter that's going to sit because his team is, you know, got everything locked up, yeah, you better watch out for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better have some fun. Yeah, I think that happened to a couple people last year. All right. So, well, let's, let's one more. And I know this one's, this one's good. You're going to say something to crack me up. Jimmy Green. Ah, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. 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 Jimmy Graham. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Jimmy Graham. He... Oh, well, hold up, though. Because word on the street is he is killing it in Chicago. He, training camp, they say he's a star. They say he is back. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Jimmy? Yeah, they say Jimmy is back. Okay. All right. Uh, Jimmy, I think, I think, I think Jimmy going to do some work. Think so? Yeah, because if you look at all the teams he's been on, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he's been on the Packers and the Seattle, right? But I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to be throwing to him. But I'll praise Nick Foles. Yeah, well, I mean, I was thinking about this, and we were driving over here. So last year, Trey Burton was tight end, right? Uh huh. He no. used to play for the Eagles. Why is he famous? What happened? What did he do? He, he threw the ball on the Philly special. <laughs> we know. Philly, he threw we the Philly special. Yeah, he threw Trey, the Philly special. Yeah, that Trey Burton. But anyway, that first year, I think 2018, when he played with Mitch Trubisky, they had a they had a nice rapport now. They, he, he Burton caught some balls because I drafted him. I thought mm-hmm. he was going to do a little bit more than what he did in 2018, but I had him and he did okay. Mm-hmm. 2019 was terrible. He, had a, he, he was hurt pretty much the majority of the year. Uh, and you have to think that maybe the absence of a quality tight end hurt Chicago's offense, right? Because follow me on this one, because Matt Nagy came from Kansas City mm-hmm. that developed that Travis Kelsey offense where you had a dominant tight end and you highlighted him. Yeah. So I think when I drafted Trey Burton in 2018, I was like, well, yeah, that's going to that's gonna translate to Chicago. Trey Burton will be in that role and he'll do all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Trey Burton wasn't Travis Kelsey, but he he caught a fair share of balls and helped my fantasy team out, so I felt good. But anyway, yeah. that's just a roundabout way of saying 2019, he was hurt, he was out, and Trubisky didn't look too good. Mm-hmm. So if Trubisky gets a tight end that can play and can get open for him, he might improve. 
shoot, him and Jimmy Graham both might save both of their careers. <laughs> you just <laughs> never know. But yeah, I read a couple articles, and even Chicago's website is actually pretty good. They said Jimmy Graham is rolling. Mm. He actually got into a fight with one of the DBs after practice. Nice. Because, dude, he caught a touchdown, and dude got mad and pushed him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why you pick a fight with Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I'd be kind of mad if some 40, 50 year old caught a, caught a touchdown on me too. Well, he's still six eight. <laughs> I would. I'd be. I'd be like, hey, nice catch, bro. That was great. <laughs> but I'll, I'm not sure if I'll pick a fight with him. Yeah. But those are our updates from training camp, man. And uh, as always, before we end, man, we want to thank the guys at Be Great Audio for their help with this segment. They've been doing a great job with us. And again, we appreciate you listening in. Um, be sure to connect with me and Brendan on Instagram. We're pretty active on social media. And you can reach us at Cover2Football. And again, on Instagram, that's Cover2Football. So reach out to us, look us up, and uh, get to know kind of how we do what we do. We have a lot of interesting things planned for the regular season. It should be a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. we want it to be interactive and just learn a way to meet other people in the fantasy community. So definitely connect with us. And until then, until we come on next time, just remember, we always got you covered. Take care. (laughs) Take care.